This is a diet of Brussels. What does the EU actually do? There are different ways we can tackle this question, but perhaps the simplest way is to just think about the different policy areas uh, that the EU has responsibility for. And any uh, overview of those policy areas will demonstrate quite quickly that the heart of what the Union is about is about economic integration. So ever since the European Economic Community was set up in 1957, back in the Treaty of Rome, the uh, key thrust has been to uh, remove barriers to trade between different member states. And more or less everything else that comes uh, off the back of that, certainly in the first phase of integration, is a function of that removal of barriers. So allowing for the free movement of uh, the different elements of economic activity, so that's uh, money, capital, it's services, it's goods, and it's also workers. And in doing that, we need to then think about some common external tariffs uh, and uh, management of trade policy. We need to think a bit about the way in which the opening up of competition between different countries means that you need to think about regional development to support those who have been disadvantaged by that process. And you also need to think then about the other regulatory aspects of market activity, whether that's in relation to the environment or to social policy. Very much that single market remains the central project. And progressively through the 1980s, the 1990s, and through until now, that's uh, still the case. The most obvious extension of that single market has been the creation of a single currency, the euro, designed to reduce transaction costs and to promote further economic integration. That's the theory, at least. Alongside that economic integration, we also necessarily have to recognise that there is some political integration. Almost from the start, the member states recognised a value in working together in areas of foreign policy and indeed of uh, justice and home affairs, wherever they saw common cause. Now, that's something which became much more formalised, particularly in the Maastricht Treaty, where member states decided that they bring all of this stuff together in a single institutional framework, and we produced the European Union that we know today. When we talk about how the EU has changed, it's clear that there has been a shift since Maastricht that the economic elements have been supplemented by a political agenda. But that agenda still remains one which is very much controlled by member states. So it's member states who have to agree to allow something to be uh, taken on by the European Union, certainly in terms of the treaties, which have to be ratified uh, and approved by all member states. But equally, uh, ever since Maastricht, we've also had this notion of subsidiarity, which older listeners may remember with a certain fondness, uh, the days of John Major winning game, set and match for Great Britain. Now, subsidiarity is a very interesting concept. But in essence, what it means in a European context is that there is a gatekeeping that goes on. 
that any piece of legislation that's proposed by the European Commission has to satisfy two conditions. One, that member states can't achieve this action by themselves. And two, which is not quite the same thing, that the European Union is able to achieve benefits from its action. So it's not merely enough that member states are unable to act, it's that the EU is able to act. Now, in that very restrictive formulation that we've had and that we continue to use, you can see that the default position is national action. And as much as possible, the EU does try to push that uh, approach. So when we talk about uh, political agendas, about forcing member states to do things, we need to recall that the EU is designed by member states, they've agreed the rules by which things operate. So even when we have majority voting, which is something that's increasingly common, the reasons for doing that are uh, reasons which are acceptable in broad terms to individual member states. And there's an understanding that they might not always get everything that they want uh, approved or uh, blocked for that matter because they see a value in moving to that more majority-based system uh, over time. 